back. We 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 back. I know y'all thought. We back. We back. We back. I know y'all thought it was a rap for growing up gay, but we're here and we're queer. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, thank you all so much for your patience. Um, for those of you that weren't so patient, we appreciate those people as well. Um, yes. But yes, Malik and I are back. Um, we took it feels a little. So good. Yeah, we took um, a. a a bit longer than you know we expected to come back but you know shit happens life happens but we're here um so malik how have you been what do you want to tell the people yeah last time we recorded was january the top of the year since then i mean we in the whole new season now but right uh since then i've just i've been living I've been, I've been, you know, wild. I've been calm. (laughs) (laughs) Yoga has been, you know, just really amazing for me. Uh, For those who have been following my yoga journey, I'm teaching a whole lot more than before. Um, You know, I'm living for that, that new supplemental income. Um, And I'm living for new relationships with, with, you know, with new friends. Um, You know, since we've been on break, I've just been... Honestly, just having fun um, and growing. I think I think we've both grown. Yeah, yeah. I've just, I've just been having and fun learned. and growing, and also yeah. I've, I've had a lot of time to really like review my values. You know, I read this book called um, "The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck," and it just talks about what's important to you, what's not important to you. And so I've had a lot of time to really reflect on that and and make some, you know, some key decisions and really be able to cultivate some new values or or maybe just refresh the ones that I already have. So that's what's been happening with me. My family is good. I'm good. I'm still I, I just I, I I just feel really positive about about life right now. Um, you know, there's a lot of things in the in the pipeline that I'm not gonna talk about until, you know, they're they're a lot more Concrete, but until the papers are signed, listen. Until the papers are signed, (laughs) we're not talking about it. But all in all, I'm really excited about what's to come, and and you know, it's just been it's been refreshing. I I feel refreshed. I feel renewed. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, How do you feel, friend? I feel good. Um, I think a lot for both of us has changed since. The last time we recorded, the last episode was recorded in like late December and dropped. So we've essentially taken off all of winter, which I'm very proud of myself for surviving my first New York winter. I feel like um, I'm still not a New Yorker yet. I actually just recently went home to Atlanta and I was like, oh, my God, you know, like I never I never considered Atlanta home. Um, I've always been like Jamaica's home or Florida's home. Um. Fort Lauderdale, Miami is home because those are the two places that like I personally feel define me. But it was it was so nice um, actually going back to Atlanta and seeing everyone. I got to hang out with Malik and yes, we, did. We, went... we had a whole club night. Yeah, and that was my first time going to a gay club slash bar slash anything. So uh, that was a lot of fun. But I've been good. I've learned a lot. Um, I've gone through a lot. I lost my grandfather unfortunately, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to hang out with my nephew so much 
and uh, I've just I've been good. I've been learning. I've been growing. I've been I've been working on myself, and like it feels really good to be on the other side. I'm not you know at the end of where I need to be, but I'm like right in the middle. You know, I'm right yeah. in the middle. So it feels good to be moving onward and upwards and making the you know positive changes to better myself. You know. Yep. And I've been out here a little bit too, but we ain't gonna talk about that right now. (laughs) Listen, friend, Um, y'all, I I, I would We'll we'll discuss that in a little time. Not right now. I realized this the other day, like I don't tell people my business at all and I kinda love it. Like I got on I feel like every time I get on Twitter now I'm always just like, What is what is going on? I feel I feel lost and I don't ever talk about what I'm actually doing or things that are actually going on. I've, I've realized that. I'm like, I don't know why people follow you me don't. because I don't talk and, about and, and I need shit. to take that page out of your book because you're so elusive. And I'm just like so out there. So everyone knows exactly what I'm doing because I, I tell everybody what I'm doing. And I definitely want and I we need to meet in the middle a lot more uh, to myself. We need to meet in like, the middle. Yeah, like we, I, I need, I need a little bit of what you have, and then you need a little bit of what I have. Like, I have a question. I think that's have how we you work so well together? Have you ever taken that Myers Briggs test? No, I okay. have not. I but think you should take I it. I did just take the um, the PI test, which is uh, the Performance Index, and mm-hmm. my personality type is a maverick, and mavericks oh. are. Ride the Maverick. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maxine Shaw. Listen, that's my favorite person ever. They, um, you know, they have a hard time accepting authority. um, And they, they're not by the book. Like, they, they, we, we love being innovative. And we love just thinking of new ideas. And and we love uh, disrupting things. But also Mavericks. Um, are oftentimes not detailed. And so one thing that I've been working on since January is following through with things when I'm supposed to and not like, oh, I can do that tomorrow. No, girl, get your ass up and do it right motherfucking now because you know, you know you're to the last minute and and it won't get done. What's up with the Myers-Briggs test? Did you take it? Yeah, um, my job, we actually had an outing uh, for work. We got to go to a close-by property, and we had this, like, whole presentation. It was a meeting thing with, like, all the directors, and we had to do, like, all these different workshops, um, and one of the workshops we had to do was taking the actual Myers-Briggs test. Um, And come to find out, I'm an INFJ. Okay. um, Which means I'm introverted, which a Mm -hmm. lot of people... um, we're surprised about, <laughs> but if you know me in like real life, I'm not. <laughs> you should not be surprised about that at all. Um, but it's a really good test. It, it's kind of funny how accurate it is. Like you know, the zodiac tends to tends to to freak me out sometimes with how accurate it is. Yeah, but this so also accurate. freaked me out because it it was super accurate, and it's crazy how you can just like answer some questions and. Mm-hmm. And learn about yourself. And learn about yourself. And then we did the workshops before we got our results. And, like, we had to write out our, like, results. And for pretty much everyone else, <laughs> except for, like, two other people, at what they wrote out and what their actual results um, were were, like, different. But mine was spot on. Like, everything that I answered, every um, workshop we did coincided with my, my answer. So I'm, I'm truly... And INFJ, awesome. so yeah, that, I, I want to take the test you took 
to see what my my results uh, would be, and I want you to take yes. the Myers Briggs test. I will, and actually, I will. Um, I'll send you a link so you can take it, and then I will. I'll I'll hook you up. Yeah, it's really good, and I definitely should take the Myers Briggs, like you said, because um, like from taking it and reviewing, I was like, whoa, this is so yeah. true about me. Whoa, I'm Same. such an asshole sometimes. <laughs> oh, see, I think that one would be interesting for me to take because the, with the Myers Briggs test, it's more so about like. Um, your your work personality, like your overall personality, but like more so how you handle work situations, um, yeah. and like what kind of professions you should work in. Um, so it didn't say like I'm an asshole, but it said that like I'm introverted, I'm extre- extremely detailed, um, and extremely like planned out. And it's so funny. One of the workshops we had to do was like, what would your ideal weekend be? <laughs> and like the groups were split up. And my group, of course, did everything by time. Like we were all like, so at 7 a.m. we're going to get up and we're going to do. And then everyone everyone was looking at our results like, y'all are so late. Like, why is it planned out? Everybody else was just like, nah, I'm just going to go somewhere. We're just going to have fun. And ours was like planned to the out, which is how I am in person. So yes, it, was, it was funny. Like, it's Excel spreadsheet down to the ground detail, right. detail, detail, and right. I'm low in detail. And so, again, um, so um, my test, one part about it, it revealed that I was low in detail. So, like, um, for example, a good thing that I should be doing that I'm not doing is when I give a directive to one of my direct reports. I will expect her to know how to do it because in my mind, everyone knows how to do everything, right? Right. <laughs> um, but I may not give her exact proceedings on how I want it done. Or right. after you do it, follow back up with me. And so then when she does it, I may not be super happy with the results, but mm. I'm so flexible that I will accept her results and then coach her on the expectations next next time. Uh, so it's like it's like uh, you know <clears throat> a yin and a yang, if you will, because I am low in detail but high in flexibility. Ah, okay, cool. Yep, yeah. I have a, I have so a yeah, feeling. I'll definitely share it with you so we can do both. I have a feeling mine would be like a yin and a yang. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like high in detail. <laughs> very low on expectation or very high <laughs> or very high like whatever because i'm someone where like if i nothing bothers me more and this just happened to me like whenever someone asks me for something i always like break everything that like for instance a hotel room i always like ask them for specific dates and like specific locations and then i'll send them like this is exactly how much it costs per night this is how much it costs per room you know this is what mm-hmm. it is with taxes and everything included etc cetera, etc cetera. And I was doing that with my cousin the other day. And she texted me back and was like, so is that the price per room? And I wanted to be like, bitch, didn't I just... I just tell didn't you. I just, didn't, I, didn't I tell you? people <laughs> don't read. People they do don't. not read anymore. They don't. It's so annoying. They don't. <laughs> but, uh, they just like skim. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. Those people <laughs> need to get it together. And speaking of getting it together... Malik, you want to go ahead and take over that segment for us? You guys, get it together. So this one is going to be titled, Three Ways to Reset Your Body and Your Mind for Spring and Also Your Soul. Um, So your mind. So think about your favorite moments from winter, you know. Why were they your favorite moments? How were you feeling then? Um, And... Think about them. And so whatever the activity it is that made you feel that way, ask yourself, 
how can I continue to cultivate more experiences like that in the spring and the summer? Mm. Uh, you know, this will allow you to focus on experiences that actually make you happy. So if you know in the wintertime, you really love going to that, that spa and that sauna, you know, to warm up and have that facial, that's what you do in the winter. Or in the winter, you know that you love going to the cabin and being in the snow Come on, and cabin. doing that. So maybe in the spring, you should do more outdoor activities. Maybe go to the cabin and go hiking in the spring and go to the lake um, if outdoor experiences, if that's what you like, or adventure. Um, if you know you like going to the sauna, can add that on, like add those experiences into your spring routine so that you can continue to have those moments of happiness. Like allow it to build upon itself. And then what you'll find is, as it's building, you'll think of new things that you can do that will allow you to have those same feelings and emotions, right? So that's one way that you're able to reset yourself for spring in your mind. Body. So we tend to stay in, indoors during the colder months. And it's easy. Absolutely. Super easy uh, to not be as active and for us to eat our favorite foods. I know I've eaten so much of my favorite stuff during the winter months. And... It causes weight gain sometimes and even depression, right? So our diet is a key factor in the ways that we feel, act. You ever wonder why you feel so heavy after eating certain foods? Uh, and that's because several that's of our favorite foods, yes. Like, I mean, when I eat that good old red velvet cake, I'd be like, ooh. Whew. The okay, itis. That, that's that itis. <laughs> yes, that's, that's that itis. itis. Like, you know, several of our foods create inflammation in the body. And that directly affects our mood, our, you know, our weight, everything. So it's really important that we eat seasonal fruits and vegetables. So some things that are in season right now on the fruits and vegetable sides are spinach, peas, asparagus, and avocados. Now, y'all eat them avocados every damn day. Me, so, I, I love an avocado. I, I, really do. I, I know, I, I know. But they're really ripe, and <clears throat> they're ripe in the spring and the summer. So when you buy things that are seasonal, you can expect lower costs at the farmer's market or the grocery store, a richer flavor because they're actually picked when it's fully ripened, and it's going to be better nutrition. When fruits and vegetables are picked before they're ripe, the, nutri- the nutrients, it's not fully developed in the flesh of the fruit. Or vegetable. Um, And on the fruit side for seasonalities, you can do mangoes, pineapples, and kiwis. You know, these are also sweet fruits with natural sugar, no processed sugar. So it's going to be an automatic boost to the way you feel, your mind, your activity. It's just natural and it's earth grown, obviously. Speaking speaking of mangoes, I'm sorry if I can interject. Uh, Do yourselves a favor, peel... Uh, one whole mango, cut it up, drop it into a Nutribullet with some ice and a little bit of water. Whew. Is that, that off the chain? Off the off the chain, off the hinges. That shit hits. <laughs> just, just one, I'm dead ass. One, one mango, I'm... ice, and water. You don't need anything else. Don't add any honey to it. Don't add any sugar. Nothing. That, when I say it is phenomenal, it's refreshing as hell. Make sure you put I've a good amount of ice. I've never had that before. Yeah, make sure you put... I actually went to... I was on 14th Street, and there was a Cuban restaurant, and I went in, and of course, you know, like, with Cuban restaurants, they have, like, they're heavy in meat, so everything had meat Mm -hmm. or dairy in it, Um, and I needed something to, like, you know, 
fill me up, if you will. Um, and they sure. had these mango shakes. And I, she asked me if I wanted it with milk or ice. And I said ice because I don't drink milk. And it was I phenomenal. So I've I've been kind of making my own uh, version. And it, they're, they're just bomb as hell. So that's a quick little. Oh, and you can add a little bit of um, spinach into it if you want to, you know, you know, boost some spinach intake. You know, give yourself some iron. Okay. Bomb. Yes. Super bomb. Okay, I'm about to try that because I've never. I mean, I, of course, I've had like a, a smoothie or a juice with mango in it, but I've never just done mango and ice. Like that's yeah. interesting because I love mango. Um, so yeah, you guys definitely add that recipe to your smoothie repertoire. Um, so, so everyone may, might not be religious or even spiritual for that matter. I see a lot of people talking about they're agnostic or they're um, atheist, and that's cool, whatever. Um, but you still have a moral compass that you live by. And, and, and whether you know it or not, that moral compass feeds your soul. The decisions that we make either uplift us or they saturate our being. So it's a good idea to reflect on your, on, on your being and take some practice and some time to really work on mindfulness and meditations. Uh, a lot of people love Headspace and because it's a good way to really get into meditation and mindfulness. And what all, what all mindfulness means is that when you make a decision or when you're thinking, you actually think about it. And I don't mean like um, you pondered it, like you, you sit and you think about it. You know, a good, a good mindfulness practice is just taking a long walk mm. and observing the birds, observing the, the way the leaves shake. Like there's the subtleties of the world, hearing the wind blow you know, the chitter chatter, like a mindful walk and just acknowledging think things that are around you are so clearing and they really feed and boost our morale. And they allow you to be able to think about new things that you may have never thought about because you've never had the time to sit with yourself. Like a lot of people don't even, they never have a long time. They're always, you know, doing something. I'm definitely one of those people, but Thank God to yoga, I definitely cultivated um, a practice of mindfulness, a practice of meditation where I'm able to have my alone time. This is my time. I'm going to do this. It's only for me. So I'm really thankful for that. And it's definitely helped always recalibrate and calibrate my moral compass that feeds my soul. If you're not into Headspace and you don't want to, you know, pay a monthly fee of $12.99, you can always YouTube a meditation. There are a million free um, mindfulness meditations there that um, teachers will post and that are self-guided or guided. Obviously, if you're new to meditations, a guided meditation is going to be best for you because you don't really know what you're doing yet. So, (laughs) definitely... Check out Headspace. Check out um, YouTube if you're interested in recalibrating your soul and really feeding yourself. So those are the three ways that you can reset for the win- for reset from winter and get ready for spring. Those were great. Those were great. Those were great. Um, thank, you, ironic- thank you. Ironically, um, our get it togethers kind of go for this week. And if you are a first time listener of the show, uh, just to clarify, our get it- our our get it together segment is kind of uh, health, fitness, and wellness-based tips that um, you all can utilize. And also, if you have any that you want to send in to us, please feel free to do so. Um, we definitely from, don't mind uh, sounding off on that shit. 
<laughs> um, but for mine, mine is going uh, is going to be do nothing without intention. Um, and that, of course, do comes nothing from... without intention. <laughs> yes. Do nothing, do without, nothing without intention. intention. <laughs> uh, that comes from uh, when I get home. If you haven't heard the album by Solange yet, that's one of the interludes. Um, and the reason why I wanted to focus on this is because I feel like intention is what drives people to be great. And it, it's what drives uh, change. And it's what allow allows people to focus on change. Um, for instance, if you want to lose weight, you have to be intentional about what you eat. You have to be intentional about your physical activity. Um, you have to be intentional about your sleep, uh, a ton of different things. If you want to get good grades, you have to study. You know, you have to be intentional in how you, you learn and, and just how you process and what you do. Um, and for me, I have to say one of my intentions that I set in, you know, in the past six months, um, but especially the past, you know, four months was focusing on my financial um my financial health, I'll say. Ooh, um, <laughs> we all gotta focus on that, <laughs> right? Um, and I'll be very, on- very honest. I'm gonna be very honest. This segment, I'm not gonna tell you all the business, but um, I really wanted to. I'm okay. I'm trying to better myself as an all-around person. Um, that includes physical, emotional, mental. Because I really do feel like the best thing about being an adult is you live the life that you want to live. You have that Amen. option. You make the decisions that you need to make. You're, you're in full control of yourself. If you are of able body, able mind, you make. You should be the one making the, the decisions that leads your life down a path that you want for yourself, right? If you want to do whatever, you, you choose what classes you want to go to. You know, if you want to do something surgical, you choose the doctors that you, like, that's all, it's all on you, right? Um so in, in the <laughs> journey that I'm on to better myself, um, I've been taking advantage of healthcare um, coming from work. I know that's something that we as people of color don't often do. You know, you have health insurance and we think we only need it when, you know, you go when to a hospital sick. or when you're sick. But mm-hmm. no. Um, so a part of my intention, part of the intentions that I set, uh, like I said, were financial physical, emotional. And I'm going to break each down and how I've kind of tackled each segment, but I'm going to make this nice and short. It's not going to be too long. Financial. Mm-hmm. So in moving to New York, I don't know if anyone knows this, but I mean, I've discussed it before, but this wasn't something that was planned for me. Um, this wasn't something that like I, I spent a year saving for. This wasn't something that um, I literally did it all in a matter of two and a half weeks. And when I say it, it all, just, it I mean, happened. <laughs> I mean, I applied for my, well, I got offered the job, applied and went through the process, flew to New York to find apartments, found my apartment, worked my last two weeks, and then flew to New York and then started work, uh, work three days later. So it literally all happened in two and a half weeks for me. And it was a lot. Um, and although I was secure while living in Atlanta financially and I was in a good place, um, in moving to New York, I ended up putting myself in a bit of debt. Um, and shout out to my father. He threw me like $4,000 to help, you know, make the move possible. Um, but even with yes, that. Daddy. <laughs> but Daddy's with, girl. Daddy's <laughs> shut girl. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but even with that, like, I still was in a bind. And I know some people move to New York and they make it with $400. And shout out to y'all. I don't know how the fuck you do it. But <laughs> between paying for, like, first and last and buying, you know, furniture and my plane tickets and everything, I ended up um, maxing out the credit cards. And I took out a little bit of a loan to mm-hmm. make everything happen. Um, 
and I my credit saw my credit score saw a hit with that because mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. if you go from like not really having debt to all of a sudden having like a few thousand dollars in debt your credit score is obviously mm-hmm. going to feel the uh, effects of that. So for the past four months, um, I've been kind of staying in the house, not really going anywhere, not really doing anything. So I could focus on paying off my debts and I have successfully done so. I'm still a little bit, I still have a little bit of um, the loan that I took out that I need to pay off. But all my credit cards are not clear and my credit score saw a huge jump of like over 120 points. Yes, so, um, come on. Intention. Intention. Do nothing without intention. <laughs> Do nothing without intention. Um, physical. Um, my physical has been probably my biggest tackle. The biggest thing I've been tackling for the past three years at this point. Uh, trying to get myself to a point where I'm 100% happy with my body, or you know, as happy as possible with my body and my my face. So a part of that um, <laughs> is skincare. I love skincare. It's a, it's something that I've kind of become obsessed with in the past six to eight months um especially the past six to eight months i should say i've always kind of made sure i took care of my skin but the past six to eight months i've kind of been going ham and something i recently started doing was going through to a dermatologist again okay. if you have health care you can do things like this and it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg um mm-hmm. i'm now getting treatments on my skin um every two weeks i just started them so we'll see what they look like. Although my dermatologist did say I have like bomb skin, so she's you do have uh, bomb skin. It's clear. Thank you, friend. It's fuck, and it <laughs> has you. a little bit texture. Like your skin is so smooth. Like thank you. When man. I saw you the other day, you didn't have one blemish on your face. So I was I like, be, look at this bitch. I be, I be trying. You know what I mean? Like I try, but nah. <laughs> but nah I'm getting trying to work on hyperpigmentation because you know yeah. I am a dark skin brother. From, so and, and you from Florida, and, and everybody from, in South Florida. Got hyper pigmentation like a it's the It's the damn sun. It's it that the sun. Damn sun. Yeah. Um, because I never wore SPF, which is something that we all need to be doing. Whether you're black or not, you need to mm-hmm. wear SPF. It's not a white people thing. You need sunscreen. <clears throat> Please make sure that you get the kind that doesn't leave your skin white, though, because, like I said, we are people of color, and you don't want to be walking around looking like Casper, the uh, moisturized <laughs> ghost. Okay? <laughs> That's a moisturized <laughs> Do us all a favor. Find find something that works. And shout out to um, St. Garrett on Twitter. That's S-A-I-N-T, Garrett with two yes. R's. Um, the yes. skin god yes. is what I like to call him. He's been helping me, giving me tips and things to, to purchase with SPF and other gems in it. So follow him if y'all need some skincare advice. Um, but I love yes. His content on his page. It's really, it looks, and his, he does a really good job at like cultivating proper skincare techniques. I'm like really yes. sharing that. And his, um, the photos and his product uh, photos are dope as hell. Um, mm-hmm. But also, like I said, if you, like I said, if you have healthcare and you're into, I've been going to all the doctors. Okay. I've, I've been, going, <laughs> listen, I've been going to an, an, uh, um, like I said, a dermatologist. Um, I'm trying to get. I'm. Well, I am getting my. I'm getting another set of braces, so an orthodontist as well, because I have braces right now, and they're my teeth are actually pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. But in speaking to the orthodontist, there's like this little thing that he can do and like perfect my smile, perfect it, like, you know, like super perfect it. So perfect it, perfect it. <clears throat> right. So I'm gonna do that. And also, I'm going to get my sinuses and all that stuff taken care of because your boy has a deviated septum. So mm. if you know, if I pop through with that new Tiana Taylor nose, don't say nothing. I was going to ask, <laughs> now, does that require a nose job? Um, yes a and slight, no. A slight one, right? Yeah, yes and no. The, I'm Right now, I'm working on the treatments that don't 
include surgeries because I, okay. I, I, I literally do have sinus issues. Um, if yeah. anyone knows me, they know that I do. I have sinus issues. Um, but that's that. Um, and also in the physical is working out and eating good. This past three months have been so hard for me to stay consistent and stay focused. Um, between seasonal depression and losing my mm-hmm. grandfather and mm-hmm. just, you know, temptation. I know it's you see me watching you and I see you watching me. <laughs> Listen, that that is that's the fridge every that's the fridge every night. Um, yeah, but no, I've been I'm, I'm now working on staying focused and getting clean because I'm like right where I want to get to when it comes to fitness. So I'm just trying to lock in and take care of that. And with spring now being here, um, it's kind of like the beginning of the year because Aries season is the beginning of the zodiac year. I don't know if you guys knew that. But, I never knew that. I just, yeah. thought, I just figured it was Capricorn. Yeah, no. Aries season is the beginning of the Zodiac. So there's no better time than now to start making whatever changes you need to make. Um, now that the weather is better. Well, it's getting better. It's still in the cold in New York. But now that it's getting better, um, it's the perfect time to start taking care of yourself and, and being intentional. So whatever your goals are for this year, set them from now and start being intentional and in achieving them and the steps you need yes. to take to achieve them. So yes, yes. Be intentional. But one thing about intention, you guys with no action, it's bullshit. Say it. Say it. So, so if you're going, you know, you can write it out, you can think about it, but if you're not going to actually do the work, mm-hmm. um, it's a waste of your time. So, what I always tell my yoga students, yes, set your intention before you start practicing. But remember, do what you can today. You don't have to tackle everything in one setting. You can't That's tackle real. everything in one setting, especially when you've been doing a, a certain thing 18, 25, 40 years of your life. It's going to take a long time to really be able to recalibrate and reset. So don't get down on yourself when you have slip-ups because here's the thing grace will carry you through like just be okay with having that moment damn i ate that brownie or i ate that cookie or i didn't go to the gym today or i was mean to my friend it's okay just try better next time and also why did you slip up Mm. what made you um not go to the gym what made you be friend be mean to your friend that day like those are the questions that you really have to ask yourself because that's where the change is in the why you're doing this so good for you Vaughn oh, yeah I think that's that's brilliantly said um in just to add on to that really quickly 19% on YouTube she's a YouTuber um she focuses on health and weight loss she made a really dope video the other day <clears throat> where she said just be- where she basically said just because one you did one bad thing or one bad thing happens doesn't mean yep. you have to allow everything else to follow suit. So for people that are especially on a weight loss journey, just because you you were weak in the morning, let's say, and you indulged and had, you know, the chocolate chip pancakes doesn't mean you have to okay, get a burger and fries for lunch because your day's gone to shit. And because you had that burger and fries for lunch doesn't mean you have to not go to the gym and now you need to eat pizza for dinner. Don't no. allow yourself to continuously slip and fall into that trap. It's okay to say, like, yo, I made this mistake or I didn't eat clean like I was supposed to for breakfast, but I'm going to make sure that for the rest of the day I remain clean and I'm going to make sure when I go to the gym tonight I have a good workout. 
Bam. Yep. Yep. It's never too late, you guys. Never. So that was our get it together for this week. We're going to take a short little break and we'll be right back with you. Hey, y'all. Hope you're enjoying this week's episode thus far. If so, please be sure to follow us on our social media. The Instagram is GrownUpGay, G-R-O-W-N, UpGay. Our Twitter is GrownUpGay underscore. And our website, of course, is GrownUpGay.com. Now let's get back into this week's episode. So for this week's Growing Up Gay, we wanted to tackle a topic that has been quite popular on the timeline for the past few weeks um <clears throat> jesse <laughs> jesse smollett um Ooh. as you all may know um a few months ago jess uh, jesse hopped on social media um and essentially shared with us that he was attacked um while grabbing something to eat um in the middle of the night he was attacked by two white men wearing um make america well, great again hats un- unidentified men because he was not able to see their faces correct um yes but it was stated later that i believe that they, they were stated later that they were white men or was that just assumed that was assumed his lawyer okay. has has come out and, and and to say that he did not see their faces okay um, but it was assumed that it was white men wearing make america great again hats uh mm-hmm. they called him a nigger uh this hit on the nigger, the nigger from Empire. They called him a faggot. Mm-hmm. Um, all types of things did go on. And in said attack, uh, after said attack, you know, reports were sent out, um, including that there was a letter mailed to to the studios, um, kind of like a with white with a white substance in it. Yeah, um, and, and, and the substance ended up being ibuprofen crushed up. Right. Um, so the reason why I wanted, we wanted to discuss this was for a number of reasons. Um, so first let's start with what was your initial response to the news? When I first heard about this story, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it, it, wow. Like we, I already knew that we weren't safe anywhere we go, but I'm like, damn, another example of us not being safe anywhere we go. You know, you can't even go to the fucking store to the corner you know chain store and get a burger or a sandwich like we're just not safe anywhere and i just felt i instantly you know wanted to show my support to him on social media and 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 uh and also i wanted to um rally my friends my loved ones say hey i need you guys on this because this is it's dangerous out here for queer people it's dangerous out here so i you know i i jumped to action immediately and and i just i I felt i felt sad i prayed for him and and i just you know i wanted to do whatever i could to show him support and 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 let others know that hey i'm i'm riding with him i'm supporting him and I, I just want to ask because you're very familiar with Chicago. You go there often. Did yeah. this hit? Did this hit differently for you than for others? Maybe because how familiar you are with the city. So <clears throat> honestly, no. It it just hit me hard because I I've been I've been assaulted before. You mm-hmm. know. So anytime I hear about 
about someone being assaulted, someone being, you know, bothered in a way that was uninvited, it just bothers me to my core because I've been on the receiving end of that before. And, you know, my assault um, was nowhere as near severe as what uh, he alleged. Um, But nonetheless, I was assaulted. So from a victim to victim, I just was, I was mortified by it. I... I felt a lot of the same sentiments. Um, when the initial news broke, I was dumbfounded. I think <clears throat> living in America in the current state, you kind of get somewhat numb to these these yeah. stories of these attacks uh, between shootings happening and between just the, the consistent ignorance that you see on social media. It was kind of like not surprising, but also like very disgusting. Um, yeah. And I felt very protective of Jesse, of Jesse and the whole story because it felt like, wow, that could easily be me. He's a mm-hmm. black queer man in a in a big city, mm-hmm. you know, grabbing something to eat at night. I've been that a black queer man in a big city grabbing something to eat at a night a million times, um, a million times. So it's yeah. it, it felt so familiar, and I personally have never been attacked. Not. Um, anything like this anyway. I mean, I've been in fights before, you know, I grew up fighting, but <laughs> I've never been. Florida girl. <laughs> right. Okay. Listen, ask about me. Ask me in, in, in Broward County about me. Um, <laughs> but this, it, it, it felt very familiar and I easily saw myself in his shoes and I felt, like I said, very protective over him um, upon initially hearing the story. Um, when did you, if you at all, start questioning the happenings of the story? So for me, I honestly, truly, I never questioned anything. Okay. I never questioned anything. And that's because what we know about people that are assaulted, they never believe generally. They're always questioned. They're always, you know, they they have to prove they're innocents before anything. They can't even be victims because they have to be, you know, uh, their own lawyer, their own defense um, when it comes to the core of public opinion. So when the details start to come out, I was like, okay, I didn't question it. All I did, I decided to believe him with no, with no contingency. Like Mm, my, my support of him was not contingent on any, uh, any facts of the story, and and some people don't don't ride like that. But I feel like motherfuckers, we don't lead with love. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we're not out here really trying to be community advocates how we say we are. Mm. So I did not once the facts. Well, we there aren't many facts, but once the story starts to come out. I never once wavered in my support for him. That is, that's really dope of you, friend. Um, I unfortunately did. Um, now I yeah. will say my support of, <laughs> <laughs> listen, my support of Jesse never wavered and it still hasn't wavered. Like, however, I think living in New York is probably what did it for me because like, okay. So like I said, when I, when the story initially came out, I was like, man, 
you know, this is so fucked up. I can't believe this happened. And then when people started questioning the story initially, I was so disgusted. I was like, just because he's queer, like y'all have to, to, you know, say that he was out here chasing dick. And this was coming from gay people. Yes, from um, our community. Right, as well as yeah. the, black, the black community. Um, mm-hmm. So, and you know, I don't ever like to, to be perceived as, I am a little naive, but I don't ever like to be perceived as such. So one, once... Once I started feeling, like, uneasy about everything, I decided to say, okay, self, take a step back, look at the situation for all of what it is, and then go from there. So, you know what did it for me? When they, when I really sat back and I thought about it, and I said, hmm, this nigga was at a hotel in downtown Chicago. So, I thought it was his house. I thought he was at home. I heard that it was a a hotel. I read that you it was a see, hotel. See, like right right here. Well, okay. Let's let's I, let's I, I said I thought he was at his house. I thought I right. read that. And then you and then now you're saying you thought it was at his hotel. So right. we're sitting here reporting and giving our opinion on this and we don't even have the facts. all of the inf- all of the information. Right? Re- regardless of where he was. I okay. said it was negative 19 with the wind chill. Okay. And you wanted Subway? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I love me a macadamia nut cookie, my bitch. Yes. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Not that much. W- winter in New York, it has been 30 degrees, and I've been like, who's going to work? <laughs> let alone <laughs> let, let alone to Subway. You mean to tell me. You really left the house in negative 19 degree wind chill for Subway? <laughs> when Uber Eats is right there, Grubhub is right there, Seamless is right there, um, Postmates is right. Like, you really left the house at... Ne- and you went for a sub, not even the cookies? I was a, like, oh, I don't know, friend. Yeah, I was he like, I don't really sub. know, friend. Like, you know how your voice gets mad high? Like, I don't really know, friend. Like, <laughs> I don't just know about that. Like, I just, I'm just saying, oh, like, Subway? Like, Ooh, uh, so, so, okay. when I first thought about that, I was like, mm, that don't really make sense. Especially if you're at a hotel, because, hello, room service, right? <clears throat> yeah. So, after that, I said, okay. And then he was on Robin. He did the interview with Robin Roberts. Uh huh. Uh huh. And he was like the gay Tupac. And all when all that started happening, I was like, "There's a lot going on. Like, this just seems like strange. Something about it just." But I said, "You know what? I'm not going to question it. I'm not going to question Jesse. I'm going to continue to believe him. I'm going to continue to support him because situational things." don't matter when someone has been harmed, right? Because mm-hmm. if we don't ever focus on situations when it, when it comes to other attacks, and I was like, if we did fo- focus on situations when it comes to other attacks, we would look at other attacks a lot differently, right? Um, mm-hmm. we, we, would underst- we would suddenly find understanding in, in certain things. So I decided to not continue to do that. Um, but let's let's get fo- let's focus back on the black community's initial response to yes. the attack. Um, I know for me it was very disheartening seeing black people, especially black women and mm. other queer black. I'm used to niggas being niggas, right? But to see black women and, and queer people of color questioning Jesse Jesse straight black up the queer bat, people. Let's be specific. 
Well, yes, black black queer people, um, because you know you can't really count on the other ones, right? Um, yeah. Can't always, anyway. Black queer people. That was really really hard for me because it, it was weird, especially seeing the whole, oh, he was probably chasing, you know, dick on jacked or grind or whatever those, those cases may be. Because for me, I was like, y'all do the same thing. So if someone attacks you because you were chasing, like, what does that, what, like, what does that have to do with anything? Like whether not or not, relevant, he, yeah. exactly. It's not relevant to the situation. Even if he was on a hookup and then was jumped by two men, it's still he wrong. was still attacked. Like that doesn't yeah. negate the attack at all. Um, but it was, it was very disheartening and I think I've kind of grown, grown used to seeing Mm -hmm. black women not stick up for us and black men not stick up for us, but it was like super hard not seeing, you know, other queer black people not at least give Jussie the benefit of the doubt. Like they instantly went to, this isn't real this is fake or they were just being cynical about the whole situation and it's like not everything needs cynicism just sometimes you have to kind of like be serious and not joke you know i mean i know that's how we tend to handle situations we tend to make light of them so that we can work through them but in in a lot of those situations it was just nasty it was accusatory it was homophobic yeah, that's exactly what it was. It's homophobic. And it was I mean, homophobic. Yeah. We know that is a lived experience, and we know that is a very real experience across our culture and across our lives. All any, I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna say this. I think any black person, black queer person, has had to deal with homophobia to one degree to another in our own backyard, and so. <clears throat> I wasn't surprised by black people throwing him to the oppressor. I was not surprised by black people not believing him and discrediting him and making joke in light of the situation. That that didn't surprise me at all. Um, and I wasn't even surprised by <clears throat> by our queer black brothers and sisters from doing it either. And that's simply because I feel like there is this... Uh, this disconnect when it comes to self-value as black people, mm. um, especially queer black people. Like we should be rallying with each other, right. but we fight each other and we are in competition with each other. And we, I feel like so often people have such shitty lives that if you have misfortune and in and, and a bad day, then they harp on that. And that's what I saw online. Like people literally were like scavengers you know um birds just picking away and it was like oh wow this is really fucked up but i'm not surprised by it i i i i hope i always hope for the best but it wasn't a surprise to me i just think that we do it because it's what we've been taught to do we've been taught to discount ourselves we've been taught to you know throw each other to the wolves so i feel like that's just the, the the like the lived experience of black people not all but some but some no that's that's real um it was so interesting to see people suddenly side with the police department the chicago police department why do you think that was i think honestly and this sounds petty but i think a lot of people were just happy to kind of finally get one over on the gays 
Mm. A lot. I think a lot of black people, especially black men, have been kind of feeling like they can't say anything, they can't do anything. Between feminism rising and you know queer people's rights rising, and everyone being so quote unquote sensitive these days, between you know Kevin Hart getting canceled, you know for his comments on on homosexuality, or us simply not taking the bullshit whenever people try to you know attack us for our sexual orientation, whether it be online or in person. I think a lot of people found were were gleeful in it. It was kinda like, see, them sisters always lying. Right. I knew it the whole time. Right, right. I think not even I think, I know a lot of people took took joy and pleasure in that because it was like finally they were able to get one over on us. And it was kind of like they could hold him to the flame and no one could say anything because Yeah. You know, the situation wasn't all of what it appeared, or at least so we were told. Um, and I think it was a lot more convenient to believe the Chicago Police Department, who lies about everything else. Um, Historically. <laughs> right. Like, these are facts, <laughs> not fiction. Um, I think it was convenient to believe them and to kind of arrive at them because, like I said, it fit the, the picture they were painting. I completely agree with that, and that makes a lot of sense. Um yeah, I agree with that. People were joyful, and and not only that, but it's like, why are you? It, it's almost like white people with the N word. Why do you want to have a problem with us so bad? Why mm. do you want to say it? Like, what is your problem with gay people? Like, what is your problem at the core? Like, why are you so hateful? Like, why are you so excited right. that this? black man is down and out like why is that your moment to really put us down even more like I, I, right. I don't know right um unfortunately as things continue to unveil it seems as though things weren't what they may have been yeah um there have like like you said earlier we still kind of we still kind of don't really know what is what uh the charges mm-hmm. have since been dropped and we'll get into that in a second um but unfortunately, things started to roll out between the, you know, the two Nigerian men and the text messages and him. The checks. Um, the checks. The, which, by the way, if you ever commit a crime, please don't write a check. Like, pl- that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst form of payment for a crime. Like, even if the, you're paying someone for something else, but they happen to help you with that crime, please don't write them a check for whatever else you would. Like, there is, what? That, who still writes checks in 2019? Like, that was so wild to me. <laughs> I have friends that take checkbooks whenever they go on trips. Shout out to Keith from Late Night with Sylvester. <laughs> like, what? I have not seen, like, literally, I have not seen a checkbook since I opened my bank account. Like, <laughs> and that was however many years ago, like, that is so wild I don't to have, me. I don't have any checks at all. Um, so, yeah, everyone's reaction to it being a hoax, like, let's just say that it, it is, um, was really interesting. And for me, it was kind of devastating. And I know a lot of people have said, like, oh, the whole, um, you know, you know, now it'll make it harder for us thing. I saw a lot of people combat, combat that by saying... Oh, it was never easy for us anyway. So From this the one beginning, situ- yeah. right. So this one situation, you know, is kind of pointless. It's kind of pointless to say that in this one situation. However, I disagree. Yes, it has always been hard for us. It's, we've never been, you know, the community that community that was supported or believed 
in regard to pretty much anything, people still don't even accept the fact that we were born this way, right? People still yeah. think that we choose to be oppressed, ostracized, abused, attacked, hated, um, ousted from our families uh, and communities. Like people still think we choose that life as opposed to being just you know miserable heterosexuals, right? Yeah, because um, we're just so so thirsty for dick and so uh, thirsty, vagina. right? Just so we just have to have it. We just have just to have it. Have to have those. <laughs> just have to have all eight inches of that dick. Um, yes. Why did I say eight? That was a specific number. I don't know, but. Um, like when when everything started to unveil how did that affect you or how did you feel kind of hearing that things might not be what they previously seemed to be yeah that just goes right back into the question why are we so quick to throw him to the oppressor that was my question yeah. why are we we know that the police lie. We know that government officials lie. Mm-hmm. We know, you know, th- these are, like you said, these are facts, not fiction. People lie. Right. You know, the judge, um, the, the the DA, the lawyers, the, they're humans and they lie and they're biased. Right. So why is it so hard to believe that he is telling the truth? And, and, and also, what are you going to lose from saying that I support survivors, that I believe them. Mm-hmm. What do you really lose? You don't lose any sleep at night from saying that I believe survivors, that I'm going to believe him until I have evidence to not. The evidence is, 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 is it's inconclusive to this day still. Do you think so? So I do think so. Okay. And so I feel like what... My question is, what what are people going to lose? And then I, I, when I ask that question to people, they would say, oh, well, you're not going to have me out here looking crazy, out here supporting you, you lying. Why not? Why not? Like, there is this notion about looking crazy. I don't want to look crazy. We say that when we're dating. We, we say that when we have a job. We say that with information. It's like... Stop trying. Stop being afraid of looking crazy. And how about you start standing for something? How about you start standing for people? So I was just like, really, just fucked up over the fact that I felt like people were so quick to dismiss him almost because of their ego, like their own self righteous. Oh well, because the police are saying this, I'm gonna let it go. Um, that that ain't it. <laughs> that that ain't it. Like that's not enough for us to just throw someone away who historically has been a community advocate you know um a a few weeks before this happened we have to remember he was he was campaigning vigorously for bennett college to ensure that they don't lose their accreditation and 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 that's not to say you can't be a liar and an advocate at the same time because you damn sure can okay because there are a lot of them out there but i'm just saying you do have to look at the person wholeheartedly and, 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 and wholly and say, hmm, this is this person's track record. You know, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. This is the first time we've ever seen Jesse Smollett in any kind of like drama like this ever. Right. So I felt like, you know, it just would have been nice to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, you're not going to lose any sleep for saying, hey, listen, I'm going to. Um, I'm going to ride with believe- Jesse on this one. I'm going to ride with Jesse on this one. Right. No one lost any sleep, but a lot of motherfuckers did lose my respect. (laughs) Um, That's real. Um, I have to say, I am one of those people that was like, now, like I said, I've never 
bashed him. I've never... You, you did I, not? I, you did not. No, I'm still holding out, you know, in hopes that he... But, okay, here's the real of it all. The shit don't make sense. What he said and his the way he's moved doesn't make sense. What they've said and the way they've moved doesn't make sense. So, for me, I'm really not on anyone's side in this situation. I'm somewhere in the middle looking at, you know, both of them looking kind of funny in the light because... For instance, why would you send redacted, you know, messages to the police, right? People are saying, oh, because he has music or he has dealings, he doesn't want... They have full access to your phone anyway. So, like, whatever you send them redacted, as soon as they get that, you know, the the warrant, they're going to be able to have full access to your, your phone, right? So that, to me, yeah. was kind of pointless. Um, the whole Lee Daniels involvement, <laughs> posting the video online or picture online, of him, yeah, of him in the hospital, right, and then taking it down once things went left. You know, that was kind of you know odd as well. And then apparently Frank Gatson also being involved. It was just like there were a lot of moving <clears throat> parts. Well, Frank Gatson was the he he called nine one one and well yeah and took him to the hospital apparently right. Right, and that's why to me it seems like there were just a lot of moving parts that didn't really click. Also, the whole Nigerian gentleman involvement, also very sketchy. Like, whether they did something or not, very sketchy. Now, obviously, they didn't full out attack Jesse because those are two big men (laughs) and they're in incredible shape. So, if they were to like actually attack Jesse, he would not be in as good a shape, right? Um, Just all of it to me didn't make sense And I'm one of those people where it's like If it ain't crystal clear I'm not getting in the water Like I'm not diving in If I can't see the bottom I'm not diving in I might you might get a toe you might get two You might even get a whole foot But I can't dive fully in When it comes to support If I can't really see what's going on Because I have an issue with Blindly supporting someone because that means you could be lying to me. Like, why do I have to be blind in order to fully support you? Now, I'm not against Jesse. Like, like, like we said, he the charges have been dropped. I'm happy he's off. You know, Godspeed. And he, like, like you said, he's been such a positive role model that this concocting all of this makes no sense because there's literal, literally no gain. Yeah, no gain from him from doing it. this. Like, you're not gonna secure any any bags. You're not gonna land any deals. I can't see how he and his... I honestly can't see how they would even think it makes sense to, to, to plot it out the way they did. Like, there was, there's so many ways that this same story could have happened. And it, and it, and it would have been, like, and it would support. not support. Exactly. It would not have gone this yeah. far. It would have been in support of the community. He could have easily just got on, on you know, IG Live and, and shared a harrowing story of, you know, him going out to eat and being verbally attacked and accosted and but that's why I'm like filing the whole police going that far filing excuse me filing the police report doing all that it was just kind of like it made it seem like I have to believe you because why would you go this far so sloppily if it wasn't true but then it's also like TV (laughs) right but it's also like well people are narcissistic and you never really know what they're going through regardless of how their persona is presented presented to you so that's true um, <laughs> I think true. the last thing that I wanted to, to, to tackle on this whole topic, um, we've kind of already touched on it a little bit, but like the intersection that is blackness, uh, maleness, and queerness, 
and how we pick and choose what we want to believe when it comes to white people and white media um, and white forces, right? Um, we've seen a lot of cases where men of color have been murdered, uh, attacked, um, or just marginalized in some kind of way by police officers um, or just white people in general, right? And I feel like in all those cases, we were so quick to support, so quick to ride for, so quick to yeah. stand for something. We never yeah. looked for things to be like. We never said, "Oh, well, you know, Trayvon was walking around kind of late in a hoodie." So, like, so maybe, maybe they yeah. were threatened, yeah. and like, maybe it makes sense that, like, we never did that. Um, Fernando Castile, well, he did have a gun, so like, wait, is that Fernando Castile? I could be wrong. Was that Fernando Castile? I think that was Fernando Castile. Maybe he did have a gun, and maybe he was going to use it. And, like, you know, that cop was just scared. So, like, maybe he... Like, we never did any of that. Yeah. In never. any of those cases. We were, so, like... So, that's, that's blind support. Exactly. Now, the only difference with that, Vaughn, is that some of those were caught on camera. Right. And No, no, no. You right. know, we're so, going to... Yeah, we're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to say we're going to get there. But, like, initially... Right? I'm saying initially... Support. There was blind support, mm-hmm. even in cases like R. Kelly, for where we have we have video evidence, we have audio evidence, we have written evidence, we we have every kind of evidence possible, and it's still situational for people. Oh, well, mm-hmm. those girls' parents, or oh, they knew what they were getting involved with, or oh, those were like. There's still other ways to find support for and find ways to cape, quote unquote, cape for someone like an R. Kelly, like even when Erica Badu, you know. Came out her mouth and felt the need to say, "Well, Jesse's my brother, but you know we don't have all the details yet, so maybe." And it was like, "Why do you even feel the need to do that? If someone is your quote unquote brother, that shouldn't be your initial response." I'm just talking initial response, not after the fact, because you can feel however you want to feel after the fact. I already stated that. Like I don't really even know how to feel after the fact. However, initially there was so much pushback, all because this person was queer. Suddenly. This person was deceitful and and not believable. And what is it about the intersection of of blackness, maleness, and queerness that makes people so uncomfortable? I know what it is, or I have my own thoughts on it. But for Malik, what do you think it is? It's too many damn intersections. <laughs> real. You just you mean for real? Like you just named three: blackness, right. maleness, and queerness. That's a lot of shit to have to navigate through and deal with and also you have to have to be cognizant of it that you have to be cognizant that queerness is still the biggest issue in the black community it's still new you know and 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 when i mean new i'm talking about like people knowing societally how how to navigate it who aren't queer right Right. And, and 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 especially in our media like there, there, there isn't representation. There aren't many images of us in the media. So that's how we learn uh, references. That's how we learn to actually be tolerant of, of people with with different experiences. Like when you, when you watch a movie and you see someone that is uh, special needs, you're like oh okay, so there's special needs people in the world, and and this is a type of uh, disability. So then you're like oh okay, it's it's familiar to me. But right. we're we're still lacking a lot of that. So I think that. When we're trying to navigate blackness, maleness, queerness, there are there are a lot of things that just that people just have never been exposed to, and I agree. Um, you know, and then when you get into upbringing and all that stuff, I just think that um, 
it becomes really difficult for others, pe- for people who aren't genuinely interested in learning how to be inclusive, who aren't interested in learning how to actually give a fuck about other people who, who don't necessarily identify with them. Mm-hmm. They just, they'll say, oh, it's just too much. I don't have time for that. Like, people just aren't interested because yeah. it's it seems so foreign. And I just think it seems foreign because we don't see it a lot. You know, thank God we have, you know, a lot of new characters in, in shows and programs like Pose and Star. But right. those are two out of hundreds of thousands of of channels and in 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 videos and in and content that's available. Right. You know, I named two two shows out of everything that's out there. And so I just think that overall there is a lack of awareness. I I agree a thousand percent. And I'm actually really happy you brought up um pose and media in general. I think that the conclusion that I've come to is that black people have an issue with seeing humanity and homosexuality. They, they, the black community tends to see homosexuality first and humanity second. They see a gay or queer person as this other thing first, as opposed to just seeing the humanity of the humanity in them. And I feel like media plays a huge part on that. And I promise this is not like a rant on interracial dating. However, I think it would it's we need to normalize queer black love mm-hmm. and I think that'll help people see it as human mm-hmm. as opposed yep. to as opposed to it being this big other thing. I think if they yep. just see two queer black people loving each other not it not having to come down to sex, it not having to come down to genitals, just love compassion just, yeah, just, emotion just, yeah. love mm-hmm. i think if i think if the community saw that more than they saw anything else cuz i think we've always seen especially and i'm going to specify black homosexuality as this deceitful act right it's lying yes. it's dl it's it's in it causes disease it's like this thing right it's this bad thing that people it's manufactured kind of, that's what it is exactly it's like it's this this force that we've only ever been exposed to in a negative way. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if the media did a better job of, ironically, Jesse, Jesse was doing this on his show because I, I know he's, you know, been pretty vocal about ensuring that on the show Empire, his significant others be of color. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't watched Empire since like the first season, so don't get me lying. Well, the last season, <laughs> uh, his partner was black and from the UK, and they had they were engaged. Right. See, so I guess I was right. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I did read r- reports about that. And I think it's ironic that he's the one we're discussing in regard to this. And the solution be something that he's already kind of pushing or something that he's already focusing on. So I do think the community just starts, just needs to start seeing homosexuality and homosexuals as human and not this foreign deceitful act. And I think with that, in turn, we'll see them be able to... See us as, as as people first, because we, we we're we're people first. We're family first. We're brothers first. We're we're, we're the same first. sisters first. We're aunts yeah. first. We're uncles. We're whatever. We're still those people. It doesn't being queer does not take away from our humanity. It does not replace our humanity. Nope. 
So the same What's way really you would support anyone else, you need to support. Bad. No, I was just going to say the same way you would support your heterosexual people of color, you need to support your homosexual or whatever sexual. <laughs> whatever. Asexual, homosexual. Um, I'm not sure if you saw this. Tokyo Vanity uh, from Love and Hip Hop. Oh, girl. She came out of her mouth and uh, whoever her friend was in the background uh, on her Instagram live and they were talking about how they feel like and, and this is also a, 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 a position that your girl Remy Remy Ma uh, that, that she also took on State of the Culture um, but uh, Tokyo Vanity's stance was that she feels like the imaging and content that's in children's cartoon is there you know, it's, it's there to make them gay um, and then they refer to a very popular show, The Powerpuff Girls, the him character saying that, I don't know if it was a boy or a girl. Da, 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 da. And exactly what we're saying, there has to be imagery. There has to be content in order for people to see and like, okay, this isn't so bad. These are normal people. They bleed, they love. And it's just was so interesting for her to say that that content was going to influence children to be gay. At the end of the day, what it does is it, it, it influences children to be tolerant. It influences children to see themselves or to, or, or to question, hmm, I, you know, I wonder. That is, you know. Uh, that's like me saying, seeing her on Love & Hip Hop makes me want to be fat. It doesn't, sis. I still go to the gym. So she can keep <laughs> all of that. You cannot yeah. influence someone's sexual orientation because I grew up watching all the same shit my brother grew up watching. And guess who wants to suck dick? It ain't my brother. Damn. So, ma'am. Ma'am, Tokyo, have a seat. I just wanted to bring it up because I just felt like it was just, you know. Yeah, I saw that. That was, it was so ignorant. Yeah. So it was, ignorant. yeah, it, it, it's, it's ignorant. But, you know, that's a very popular opinion amongst Oh, it's extremely popular. Extremely. It's, and, and it's, 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 that, it's popular. That always throws me because I'm like, you can grow up in a house with people and have the same, being exposed to all the same culture, and you're still three completely different people. Yes. Like, that's not going to, sexual orientation is not going to change because of what you watch. Trust me. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not, nothing... Mm-hmm. Nothing. That's the thing about sexual orientation. People always look at it like it's an act, right? Being gay is an act. It's not an act. The only choice gay people or queer people have in regard to their to their sexual orientation, their sexuality, or their gender is acting upon what they naturally feel. To participate in it. That's it. That's it. That's the only thing that we. Can, that's that's the, the only, only choice. Thing that we can control. That is our and only then choice. It, and, and then if you don't do it, all thing you're doing is just abstaining. Exactly. You're not living your like. I'm not going to not live my life because it makes you uncomfortable. That is your problem and not mine. On that note. On that note. (laughs) We're going to take a short little commercial and we'll be right back with y'all. Hey, y'all. Hope you're enjoying the episode thus far. If you don't already, please follow myself and Malik on our personal social medias. You can follow me on Instagram at Vonagram or on Twitter at underscore Vaughn. And you can follow Malik on Instagram at Yo Malik and on Twitter at Yo Malik. Now let's get into the next topic. All right. So it is time for us to get into the wind down. Um, so if you wind are down. a first time listener, the wind down segment is kind of where we 
focus on celebrity social medias uh, slash you know fame driven topics um, just you know to lighten the mood if you will uh, the first thing that I wanted to get into was music in general uh, we have been away for months and months now so Malik I wanted to um, well is there anything that you want people to know that you're listening to or anything you think people should be listening to or something that you've been loving? You know what? Um, honestly, you guys, I'm like so behind on music. I, I'm i not listening to anything, honestly, at this point. I did start listening to Ariana Grande's new album. I listened to the first six or seven songs. I, I, you know, I like it. I think it's cute. It's a bop. Uh, but I'm not really listening to anything right now. Um... No, no. You, I play a lot of to... I play a lot of old ass songs, like songs from the '90s and songs from like the early 2000s, or just like my favorite artists. I go back and like listen to their old shit. Like I don't, I I generally don't listen to new songs. Have you listened to "When I Get Home" by Solange? Do nothing without intention. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I've listened to I've listened to the Solange album in in entirety about two or three times, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. I I have not seen the visual album and I, and I need oh, to watch need the to. visual album yeah, before I really give I feel like an opinion on it but musically sonically um I I don't really connect with it um right. uh there are songs that I like um but I didn't really connect with it the way I connected with a seat at the table or you know, Solange and Hadley Street Dreams or even True. Um, I think that sonically she definitely elevated that sound and put it on a commercial pop platform where it wasn't before. She didn't create that lane, that sound. There were girls doing that before her. But I think what, um, you know, what she does do very well is... you know, her and her sister, they find a way to elevate things. They find a way to make it their own and create a buzz and create a stir around things that have never been seen before. And so I think that with, with, with Solange, like the whole black planet, like that was such, that was dope. Um, that, was, that was so dope. Was dope. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was so creative. Like, who the fuck would have thought about Black Planet, Black Planet until right. Solange? Like I went and made an account. Like that's how hype I was about it. Right. Um, so I just think that the best thing about not not the best thing about I shouldn't say that. I think what I like about this era of Solange is I do like that you know she is wearing the sexy costumes. I I love the imagery of the album. I love the mood of the music, but. Sonically, I haven't connected to it yet, and it, it probably just it probably I probably just need to like listen to it three or four more times so I really can grasp the subtleties and the nuances because I do know that there are a lot of nuances within this album mm-hmm. that I'm sure I've missed and that you, would make me like it a lot more if I've you if know I've had time to sit with it more. You know what's funny about that because <clears throat> initially when I heard the album. I, mean, I think anybody that kind of watched me review it on Twitter, I didn't review it, but like watched me kind of listen to it on social media, there were a lot of people that were like, I don't think you like the album. And at first, I didn't. And it wasn't that I didn't like the album. It was that the album wasn't what I was expecting. And I think people yeah. need to, I think something that we all need to do is listen to music objectively. Um, yes. Set your expectations aside and, and kind of digest what the artist is trying to give you as opposed to what you want to eat. 
um, or what you expect or what you expected to, to eat. Right, right. Because mm-hmm. um, me initially, when Solange first started talking about this album months ago, um, well, a year ago at this point. Um, yeah, it was jazz. She said it was jazz. Jazz meets like, and southern, like funk, right? And funk meets like Houston hip hop. And in my head, I was thinking like something between tipping off fofos <laughs> and like and like a seat at the table with like jazz, you know, percussion and horns and you know instrumentation. So I was hyped because I just knew this was gonna be. A, another beautifully written project that told stories and you know encapsulated moments and it was gonna knock like really really hard and it was gonna be brassy and it was gonna be just beautiful so when I pressed play <laughs> and it was like very <laughs> chill I was like okay <laughs> okay and then like four songs in I was like okay wow so no, we're still not okay we, we still, still have not, not taken there. it up here that's right. what I was thinking <laughs> right. still very moody right like where is the um where is what I was promised <laughs> where's the funk um, where's the where's the right, jazz where's the right, 70s <laughs> right so um but after after watching the, the 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 film and honestly what did it for me was Solange said that she didn't have a lot to say on this album after her um her showing of the uh, um, album in Texas, there's an interview um, where she's like, I literally didn't know what I wanted to say, but I knew I wanted how to make people feel. And mm. I was like, oh, okay, so let me change my perspective. I fuck with that. That exactly. makes sense. Because if you listen to the album, there's not much being said at all. There really isn't anything being said. There's not the main lyrics, right? But there's a lot of mood. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of feeling. Yeah. And there's a lot of vibes, right? Vibes, yeah. And once I, I I listened to the album from that perspective, I fell in love with it. Now it's still not my favorite Solange album. It's number three for me. Uh, True is still my absolute absolute favorite Solange project. Um, and a seat at the table, which is a so a seat at the table, is so brilliantly written. Like, yeah, such a brilliantly written project. Um, but yeah, it's it's still. I really can't wait to see her live, and it's it's still it's still fun. But. Speaking of someone, that's a great that... thing that you said about just changing your perspective around it because you, because like just you saying that, I felt it differently in my soul. When I was like, yeah. oh, right, oh, yeah, a move. That, that, that's you know, like exactly, yeah, that's exactly yeah. how I felt when when mm-hmm. uh, I read I read that. So, um, so yeah. Speaking of returns, uh, Carrie Hilson is set to return to us this summer. She hasn't given us a date, um, a month. Or what's you know said any, said what we can expect, but she said that after a, a ten year hiatus, um, well nearly ten year hiatus, she's ready to make her return. So Miss Carrie, do baby, people care? I think so. I personally care. I love Carrie Hilson's writing. Um, she's written some of my favorite songs. So I'm I'm anxious. I think her last. I think both of her projects were are solid. And I think her last project was very slept on. I think it had some really beautiful, really, really beautiful moments that people kind of overlooked because of, you know, all the things that were going on. Um, okay. So that aside, the only other thing that I would like to share with y'all that I'm listening to, Marin Morris, she released her oh album. Oh, my God. I was... Okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marin, she's a country artist. I don't know if, if you're familiar with her. Um, yeah. You know, I tried to tell everyone that Casey Musgraves was that girl from, you know, Time. I was telling y'all from last mm-hmm. year that I was, I loved uh, Casey Musgraves. And that Spacey her album. Casey. 
<laughs> and that her album was phenomenal. And it ended up winning album of the year. And, you know, there was a whole yeehaw moment and everyone is like into it. So do yourselves a favor. If you liked Marin, I'm uh, sorry, if you like Casey, get into Marin Morris. Uh, she's a, a dope singer, dope writer, just a dope overall artist. And her first album, her debut album is phenomenal as well. But Girl by Marin Morris is something that I'm loving right now. Um, Megan The Stallion. Y'all, I, I've been preaching about Megan The Stallion since last year. Y'all already know what's up. Um, Emotional Oranges also released some new tracks. Emotional Oranges is this duo that um, they started releasing music last summer, the end of last summer. They've released a few different tracks that y'all should check out. And um, Kiz... What were you saying? I said, hold that note. (laughs) And also Kiz Daniel. Um, He's a... He's a... um, He's an Afro pop artist, um, uh, so you know he. I love Af- Afro beats. I love all Afro beats. That's that's up there for me with dancehall and soca. Is like that's like my go to music. But Kiss Daniel is really dope. Also, Kalani's While We Wait project is super dope. I so, heard that came out. Yeah, yeah. Check that out if you haven't. So that is kind of what I'm listening to. What I've been listening to, with a dash of Normani and um, yeah, come on, like. Speaking of Normani, let's talk about how... Oh, and Light Skin Keisha. Sorry, Light Skin Keisha. Oh, all the children love Light Skin Keisha. Like, all the young kids love her. Um, Normani, hats off, because the way she has really put herself out there when it comes to her stepping up her vocals. She's one of those girls who has really been with a vocal coach, perfecting her instrument. And she's also been in the dance studio and in the gym, really putting together her package. And I respect her. I admire her. I love her. And I would really like for the Beyonce comparison to stop. I get it. It's not going to stop. And I, right. and I know that Normani is well aware of that. But I think she the is. great thing is um, about the, the whole Normani situation is that low-key, high-key, Beyonce's already given Normani the stamp Exactly. And people exactly. have to really be... And people don't even understand the subtleties of that. Beyonce signed off on her already. Like, Normani, in the words of Onika, is that bitch. <laughs> and, um, you know, and you just gotta accept it. Like, just let her do her thing. Let her dance. Let her sing. That's it. Yeah, and furthermore, here's the thing, right? I get why some people are a little annoyed by the quote-unquote Beyonce cosplay that Normani is doing. But yeah. at the end of the day, Beyonce works as hard as she does so she can inspire people. That's why that she does is it. why she does what she does. If you call, consider yourself a fan of Beyonce, you should be elated that the next generation of girls are looking up to her, are copying her, are mimicking her, because that's how you know someone is an icon. That's how mm-hmm. you know someone is a legend. That's how mm-hmm. you know someone has stamped and made their mark in such a way that even the slightest inkling of someone else doing it immediately reminds you and everyone else of where that it just, came that's from. That's Beyonce. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The same way, you know, when we saw Beyonce, we saw a lot of Tina Turner and we saw a lot of Diana Ross. That's where that came from. Okay. So nor not now Normani is out and you're seeing a lot of Beyonce because that's what Beyonce's hard work has done. It's inspired the next generation to want to be 
like Beyonce, want to perform like Beyonce, want to 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 look and give others the same feel that Beyonce does. So it's honestly flattering. And at this this point, Beyonce is so stamped in her career that no one or nothing can 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 take away from it. So I don't know why anyone feels anything other than proud when they see a young black girl inspired Again, by a, a young, young black, girl. black chocolate girl out here killing the game. Right. What is there to critique? Right. Um, <laughs> what is there to critique? Speaking of black girls, uh, Sierra is Ooh. releasing new music. Um, Sierra took to the web today. She actually took to, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to miss this up. I'm so sorry. Um, anyway, Sierra announced that she's releasing her new album, Beauty Marks. Um which is her seventh studio album. It'll be dropping later this year, May 10th, Friday, May 10th to be exact. And it'll actually be on an independent imprint, um, her independent uh, imprint, Beauty Marks. Um, If you don't know, a few months back, Sierra, I'm guessing, left her label and she's now started her own imprint by the name of Beauty Marks, which is gonna be a whole entertainment conglomerate, if I'm not mistaken, it's not just gonna be music. Um, Well, it has hopes of being. An entertainment conglomerate. <laughs> no shade. But it has hopes of being an entertainment conglomerate. Um, and she now owns the masters for her music going forward. There were rumors that Russell Wilson bought her masters for her. That was a lie. Um, in the interview, she stated that like she now owns her. Which, can I just say really quickly? I know C-Squad... Don't C-squad. come for me. Like, I'm not saying any of this out of, like, hate or shade. I really want y'all to, like, let Sierra live on her own. I'm sorry, but if I was Sierra, I would be a little offended that I spent 15 years of my career working hard just for y'all to, to, to place everything on some nigga. Like, stop giving Russell Williams so All much. All of that. Right. Like, she worked for, for 15 years. She's built this career that she has. And I feel like people can't do anything, give her any kind of grace without... It being tied to Russell Wilson, like I don't even or know any man that she's dated for that matter. Exactly, and I don't know why she's continuing to allow that to be a thing. But it would it would get on my nerves personally if I was her. But I'm not Sierra. So back to the album, um, <laughs> Beauty Marks. The the album cover is actually phenomenal. I think it's dope as hell. It has the same. It's beautiful. Uh, it has the same font as Michael Jackson's Thriller, um, and the album is set to feature Kelly Rowland. Macklemore and Techno. Now, I don't know who the hell told Sierra we wanted a Macklemore feature. I mean, who dug his ass who up? Who the hell wants a Macklemore feature? <laughs> I don't want that. That don't make no sense. <laughs> like, no, that no. that does not make any sense. But um, it, it's an 11... 11- the, the Kelly Rowland feature definitely sounds, you know, I, I could definitely hit him doing some very soft singing together. Malik. <laughs> the song is called Girl Gang that features <laughs> Kelly Rowland. Uh, <laughs> um, and what? The, the the soft singing part was funny, um, <laughs> and the song featuring Techno, who is a Afrobeats artist, is called Freak Me. Freak Me was released last summer. Um, actually, the majority of the it's like I said, it's only eleven songs on the album, five of which have already been released: Level Up, Thinking About You, Dose, Freak Me, and Greatest Love. Thinking About You is set to be released tomorrow. If I'm not mistaken, um, yeah. But so far, I 
I I can't say that I'm excited about this because a I'm not looking forward to a Macklemore feature and b three out of the five songs that she's released just don't do it for me. I like Greatest Love. Um, I wish I wish it had the same. I was talking uh, with a friend about this. I wish it had the same intention and the same power that Promise had. But I like Greatest Love a lot. I like the concept of the song. You know, it's very simple. I love my man, but she loves this man for a very specific reason. Um, that song didn't make no damn sense to me. As a, as, as a single, that's something she could have oh, recorded for Russell. Oh, it's a single? I, th- I thought it was like, now yeah. Sierra is the queen of, of, of buzz tracks. So I thought it was a buzz song. No, it was it was a single. Um, oh. Me personally, I don't want it on the album. I think she could have recorded it and played it for Russell around the house um, <laughs> and kept it in their house. But um, Do you I'm like gonna, the visual for it? Do I like who? Do you like the visual? Oh, she looked phenomenal in the video. It didn't. It was awkward being going along with the song, especially because like at parts of the song, she's singing about like her daughter and like her son and how much like she loves them because they're products of. Uh, well, she loves him for accepting her son and blessing her with a daughter. But then the camera was like right on her ass crack, so it was kind of like I don't really get. Like you know how people like post like a sexy picture on Instagram and then they'll post like a deep caption, and yeah. you're like, sis, how does this correlate? The visual was like that for me. Like how does this really <laughs> corporate like, like you look amazing, but like how does this it don't make it doesn't make sense. But um yeah, so Beauty Marks by Sierra is coming May tenth. Um and Godspeed and God bless. Damn. So the final speaking of someone that needs blessings, our final topic for this week's wind down, Wendy Williams. How you doing? Not good. Um so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you haven't heard, Wendy was on quite the hiatus for her talk show um, due to initially some unreported um, issues. Um, come to find out, she was struggling struggling with substance abuse. Um, she never pinpointed exactly what it was when she did finally reveal that she was in a sober house and working her way through those issues. Um, however, she does have a long history of um, alcohol and crack abuse. Um, cocaine. 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 If you put a little fire to it, it's crack. Um, <laughs> so and a, little, and a little baking soda. <laughs> a little, <laughs> baking soda. I got baking <laughs> soda. Um, <laughs> but um, a lot of this is allegedly fueled by her husband's alleged affair. Um, at this point, I don't even think it, it, it's it's not an affair. It's a side relationship. Um, that has been going on for years. I don't know if you guys remember, but Daily Mail spent a whole like year and a half um, following Wendy and her husband and her husband's side chick. And that's how we found out that her husband had a whole separate house, separate cars, essentially a whole separate life with this woman and like had both of their names on the mailbox. Um, and when that news initially broke, Wendy never spoke on it. She essentially acted as as if it didn't exist. Then there were reports that she was being abused by her husband. Um, and that also was ignored and not discussed. And then there was that um, episode of her show where she was dressed, I think it was a Halloween episode, where she was dressed as a Statue of Liberty. And she took uh, a bit of a tumble in the middle of yeah. presenting. Um, and I remember that clip hitting the net and freaking everyone out. And then the jokes flew right after. But initially everyone was freaked out because it, she, you literally saw, it was like your phone was dying. And, like, she just 
went from like talking and alert to like slowly, surely, and then she just fell. Um, so all that happened, and then she was out, supposed to be out for like a week, and ended up being out four weeks. And they had everyone from Kiki Palmer to like uh, Nick Cannon, which is really random, um, essentially filled her spot while she was gone. <laughs> That was an interesting uh, choice. I didn't understand it myself. I didn't get that at all. Like, what? Yeah, where did that come it from? It didn't sit well with me. Didn't sit well with me at all either. Um, but Wendy is back on her show now, and she, like I said, has come out and admitted that she had some issues and that she was going to a sober house. And, yep. um, you know, she's still with her husband, and she's now wearing her big, gaudy-ass ring again. So... You know, best, good for Wendy. Best uh, uh, wishes to her. Best wishes to her. Best wishes she to gets her. The help, yeah. the help that she needs. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that is it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you all have enjoyed the show. Um, there is another segment of the show, but we can't get into it until you guys start sending us some questions. What is it called? So, Let's tell them. It's called spill it. Like Ooh. spill the tea. But spill the tea. Spill it. Like whatever it is that you want to say to us, whether you have questions, whether you have advice for us or you would like some advice, um, whether it's health based, financial based, you know, we're 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 pretty together young men, I would say. Um, to, yeah, yeah, to a degree. A, a little raggedy sometimes, but you know what I mean. Everywhere. <laughs> so, if you do want um, any advice from us, or if you have questions to ask us, and ranging from it, now mind your business, don't ask too much, but be you know, respectful. Be respectful. Put some respect on our name. Um, but yeah, once you guys start uh, reaching out to us, you can do so at Malik at GrowingUpGay dot com or Vaughn V A U N no G R H V A U N. Um, at Growing Up Gay, and that's G-R-O-W-I-N, Up Gay, not no G, just Growing Up Gay. Um, or you can email the show. Um, all that information will be down below where you can reach out to us. But that was it. Oh, please remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Tell a friend to tell a friend, you know. To tell a motherfucking friend. Exactly. To subscribe and to listen and to make sure you comment and rate us five star on iTunes. And we have a lot of things coming for you all for this year. We have some interviews. Yes, some good interviews. Some you guys, we really good actually, interviews. you know, although we said we beat it on break, we recorded we've recorded three interviews on our breaks. And yeah. you're gonna like them. Don't think we just been out here like sleeping. We've been working. Yeah. Like yeah. the website is getting revamped. We're doing a lot right now. So we we've been working. So just mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, buckle up. We're back. Better than ever. Buckle up, bitches. So, thanks for listening. Bye. Holla. Peace.